Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, before we get started, I want to tell you about Dodge. This spring, the Brotherhood of Muscle is looking for new members, and the only way to join is to get behind the wheel of Dodge's only family of all-wheel drive muscle cars. The Dodge Charger, the only muscle car in its class to throw you back in your seat with 300 horsepower and still get 30 miles per gallon. You know, the Dodge Challenger, you know, the groundhog didn't see its shadow. It heard the rev of the most affordable V8 in its class. And the Dodge Journey, maximize your adventure with the most powerful third-row all-wheel drive vehicle in its class. And certainly the Dodge Durango. Tear through April showers with the most powerful SUV with all-wheel drive availability in its class. Hurry into your Dodge dealership and start your introduction to the Brotherhood of Muscle. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, and Bill Goldberg on the phone again. He's out and about doing things as always. And uh, uh, how's it going, Bill? It's going good, man. You know, it's uh, at the end of the day, uh, another car, another issue, another project, another uh, thing that I'm going to bolt on something that could possibly <laughs> fall off again. So, yeah, you know, it's just the life that we lead as car freaks. Right on. Yeah. You, uh, you know, last time we we were doing the show, we had uh, we had Alistair in and we were talking quite a bit about. Uh, just some new car technology and autonomous cars and a little bit on vehicle testing while you were out at the NASCAR event. Yes, sir. How'd that go? What'd you do out there? You know, uh, again, I made a trip to Bristol. And again, I was there doing doing driver intros. And again, it gets rained out. Really? So I, don't know if, I don't know if I'm the bad luck. Uh, four out of five years, uh, I've been... Uh, you know, uh, uh, I've had that as, as a responsibility, and every year the race has gone on on Monday when Gage and I are already home. So, you know, we had a great time. Um, at the end of the day, man, a situation like that really sucks for me. It sucks for the fans, but most importantly, it sucks for the drivers. So I'm not really going to complain. Um, I was listening to them moan and groan all day, and and I get it. You know, I can only imagine what it's like uh, for them sitting on the sidelines and getting a, a thumbs up and having to jump in their car and take their life in their hands. You know, you got to concentrate. So it's a, we had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds good. You should try to do like Fontana or something that's closer, right? That way. Well, yeah. Come, back. Yeah. <laughs> come on, NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, the last great Coliseum thing, man. I got a great relationship with the guys over at Bristol and the girls at Bristol. And, uh, you know, it, we've been fortunate enough to be, like I said, go the last four or five years. And it's just, you know, rain or shine. It's a great time. NASCAR is a great big family and the people of Bristol Motor Speedway are, uh, they're, they're awesome. Man. Right on. Yeah, uh, congratulations on the on the debut of Forged in Fire, Knife or Death. The show is fun. I caught the first episode. The second one, I think, is recording on my DVR, probably as we speak. Um, it's it's fun, and there's something going on with the fish. Like the fish just stops everybody. <laughs> it, it's uh, it, you know, it's a reinforced fish. It, it actually is a is a rare breed because it has an extra backbone. Apparently, and, uh, something's going on. 
Guys, it's this great show. Check it out on History. I know you've heard us mention it before, and uh, we're going to throw out another plug for it. But these guys and girls, they come in, and some of them purchase a, a, a knife. Some of them make it their own. And they go through this obstacle court. Like you said, it's a little bit like American Ninja Warrior. It was kind of hard to picture, but they're going from obstacle to obstacle and they're cutting, stabbing, chopping their way through these things. And the first episode, it's like everybody's getting held up on this fish they have to chop, which is, which is funny because you on the show doing a such a great job commentating, keeping it going, and then having to say things like, man, the chicken is tough today. Like, you can't get through the chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. You know, at the end of the day, uh, I, I was asked to, to host a program which the content was not really in my wheelhouse. Um, truth be told, you know, I don't know a lot about knives, or at least I didn't prior to getting involved with the show. Forged in Fire uh, is an existing show that they have on history. It's their number one show. Uh, it's a very entertaining show. Um, I think most of the people watch the show because of the the strength test, the the uh, durability test, any test that these um, that these bladesmiths have to go through after forging their blade. And we've just taken that and, you know, drove four or five people in, in traditional costumes and let them go. It's a kind of an oxymoron. It's a race with a knife in your hand. So um, it's, it's, you know what, it was a great deal. We, uh, the episode last night was absolutely awesome. It's not me just pumping the show, but we actually had people that kicked that fish's ass instead of the other way around. <laughs> um, it's, it's weird that, you, you know, I, I wanted... It's it's partially scripted show, but ninety percent of it is real time. Um, I wanted that aspect because you you want that reaction. You want to be able to convey the feeling, um, you know, that you're seeing firsthand right in front of you to the viewers that are watching at home. And it may put me in a ridiculous light at times, but it's my natural reaction. And and uh, hopefully we get people excited. And, you know, we came out as a, as one of the best debuts that the show's ever had on history, and I know that this week we followed it up with another great number. And hey, man, at the end of the day, we're just I'm just lucky enough to be able to do things that uh, that are fun and entertaining and uh, good television. Yeah, well, congratulations on the show. It is fun. I've watched it. I'm going to continue to watch it. That whole thing at the end, like the whatever the gauntlet, whatever that that final. Dead run. The dead run. Like, that whole thing's kind of badass. Like, that's got to be huge to see in person. That's that's the cool part of it. That's the part that we have to convey to the viewer that in real time, the thing is really awesome to watch. Those guys went through that course last night like a hot knife through butter. And, you know, it's, it's hard to really be cognizant of every single move and every single obstacle when you're so exce- when you when when you're reacting to something that just happened a second ago, you end up missing stuff. So there's a lot going on outside. Um, fortunately, it's only two contestants taking on the course, so you know we can pretty much concentrate on each run and dissect it. But it, like I said, man, it's a it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of such a great project. We got a great production company, and uh, we got some great fans. So hey, tune in or I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No pressure. While, Tune in uh, or I'll stab you. While uh, while you were uh, doing the NASCAR stuff uh, this past weekend, we took a trip over to the Lufkakult Porsche event, which is uh, it's just great. 
uh, event um, put on by I, I forgot the guy's names. Howie is one of the he's like sort of the the designer and curator of the of the event, and Patrick Long, who's a Porsche factory driver. Um, they've sort of partnered up to put on this event. It's a big like air cooled Porsche event. Um, it's a car show. It's a car show, but it's kind of like. I saw your social media posts. That ain't no normal car show. It's not. First so, and foremost, thank you for putting those out there because it's hard to be in two places at once. But the stuff that you – I mean, I was around NASCAR, you know, 750 to 800, 900 horsepower, extremely loud 40-something cars go around the track. But you were in the presence of automotive art, and uh, I'm pretty jealous of where you went. It, it was it, – you're absolutely right. It was a cool event, the cool cars, but these guys do such a great job. They sort of uh, – they, they curate the car show in a very artistic way. This was at Ganahl Lumber, which you think, wow, a lumber yard? But this place was amazing. Like it's the coolest lumber yard ever. And they just – the way they presented the cars on wood. And you can go up in the catwalks. Uh, above the cars and look down on them and take photos and stuff and they just have the coolest cars in the world there and uh uh you know um it's it's an event that actually gets somebody like adam carollo to go out there which he's not a huge car show guy but you know like monterey and pebble beach this was sort of a hometown version of that and they only announced the actual location like a month or so ahead of time so it's a little like like it's not a pop up event because they plan it for a year, but the way it gets announced is almost like a pop up rave or something. Like here it is, here's the location. Uh, there must have been hundreds of cars. We saw Bruce Meyer over there. We saw Patrick Long, uh, who who put on the event. Um, a bunch of people from uh, from all walks of life, actors and stars and musicians and movie producers and everybody that just goes to this event. Anybody that loves Porsches. Uh, I guess you don't even have to love Porsches to love the event. It's so well done. Um, and the weather was absolutely perfect. Uh, it was a cool event to go to. So, guys, you need to follow that. They've This is the fifth one that they've done. The first one was at uh, at the, like a little you know apparel shop and coffee shop in Venice. And uh, they got a bunch of people out to that. And here we are on the fifth one. And now it's massive. They've done such a great job doing this thing. So, um, very cool event for sure. Uh, well, maybe. hey, next year if I if I get invited and 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 again rained out to Bristol, maybe uh, I'll have a couple of minutes to spare and be able to see those beautiful cars with you next year. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe put Wanda's Porsche on the list. See if she can get her car in there. Why is it always about her car? <laughs> She's got the only air cooled Porsche in your collection. <laughs> the only Porsche in your collection. I guess. Yes, you're right. <laughs> and that's a cool car to show. By the way, those things are just going crazy in value and everything else. Um, we might do something. We're we were excited to kind of, you know, say, hey, you know, we've we've got Adam Carolla's Porsches nine thirty five, and, uh, mm-hmm. and and like we'd love to do something with that. And I don't know, I don't know why it hasn't come up yet, but um, it's there, it's available. Uh, That's crazy that it wasn't a part of that. You know, because I think um, I think like last year uh, Bruce Meyer brought his nine thirty five, and this year they went with like a little bit different like theme for the flagship Porsche. And um, and I'd like to work with them and do something kind of special with that car. And after seeing the event now, and after Adam saw the event, I think he's he's down with that as well. He'd like to do something pretty special um, with with that car as well. Um, but 
guys, they did a great job. It's such a well-planned event. All of these events are always you run into sort of unforeseen obstacles of where to go and where to park and are you on a list and whatever. And this was as smooth as could be. So those guys did such a great job. Um, also, the Long Beach Grand Prix, which... I've got such a bad taste in my mouth with that thing. You know, I... I, <laughs> I well, mean, you know, the first they shoved, they tore me in a Toyota Celica with 120 horsepower, and then I they, they put me up against uh, an Olympic swimmer who, who has done the course before. I come within one hundredth of her time one one hundredth of her qualifying time and fast forward to the race and I'm trying to catch her so hard I blow my transmission and run into the wall. So yeah. Um, <laughs> well you let's know the talk p- about your wonderful experience at Long Beach Grand Prix and my horrible Okay, well the pro celebrity race is done. They've done forty years of it and for whatever reason, probably lack of a sponsorship, it's done. So that was a little weird to see because that whole section where they usually do it is pretty much empty. It's like a beer garden now, um, wow. which was fine for me, but it was a little odd not seeing that element for it. Um, you know, I, we mentioned on the on the show before, uh, the race is fantastic. The whole event, the whole week, they do drifting the weekend before and then a bunch of events and then they lead up to uh, Indy and qualifying and, and they had the uh, they ran vintage Trans Am cars out there, um, which were great. It was just the cars that you love, all the vintage Camaros and Mustangs and, and, and Mopars, and they're just, just dicing it up out there. It was a great run to see. Uh, IndyCar invited me down as their guest, and thank you guys for that. That was so much fun. I went out there early on a Saturday morning, and I know that's mostly the the you know the the sports cars and the, and the Trans Am cars and qualifying for Indy. The Indy race is yeah. Sunday, but I went out there Saturday morning and went for a ride in the tandem Indy car, <laughs> uh, which was so much fun. I mean, the whole thing just kind of happened faster. Like, hey, glad you're here. Put on the suit. Put on a helmet. Get in the car. Do a lap. Get Dude, out. Move so on. I was like, wow. <laughs> They're like, be here at 8. I was done by like 8.12. <laughs> One of the caveats of weighing less than 120 pounds. Right. Well, I'm a, like I'm, a little, I'm a little more than that. I should probably get back down to that. But one, it was it was fantastic to do. Uh, uh, I have not been on that course. Like that IndyCar ride was my first time going around the track. I've been out there a bunch of times and watched it and been, you know, watched the pro celebrity race and the Indy races and all that stuff, which was. Did you have to wear Depends? Uh, no, because I I I'm the guy like I'm cool with the ride along. By the way, like every every time somebody says you want to do the ride along, I'm it for me. It's a roller coaster ride. I love it every time. Uh, I know some people like can't ride shotgun, especially around a track. Even at like Willow Springs, like I did, I did laps in a Porsche Panamera like Turbo S at Streets of Willow, and I was like, check out these amazing carbon ceramic brakes, and I got on it hard and just. Just got that car down to a stop as quickly as possible. And my passenger at the time was like, I'm going to get out and barf. I was like, all right, don't throw up in the car. It's not mine. But I'm yeah, cool. Last, last with time the I rode home. up there, I saw somebody uh, somebody meet their demise on that back straightaway. They didn't lift. and uh, Oh, on the yeah. big course, on the big track. On the big course, yeah, yeah. on a bike. So, yeah, it's a daunting, daunting area up there. The big course is uh, nothing to mess around with, too. Streets of Willow, you know, 
that was a lot of fun. But that that big course, you got to know what you're doing. It's a very fast track for sure. And exactly what you're saying, I was on streets. Uh, and, and sort of like the parking area of streets is where there's a fence and you can see that big corner that you're talking about, whatever it's corner. Yeah. And that's where I was standing when the guy, the guy just, he, he met his demise. It was, it was horrible. Great viewing, but it was horrible scene. I saw, uh, I saw a very similar accident and it looked like the guy was okay, but he just laid down a motorcycle, started sliding, sliding. He slid all the way through the rocks, hit the fence. He popped up right away, and he's like, I'm good. And he's walking, and then you see his knees buckle, and he's like, whoa, I'm a little less than good. Yeah. <laughs> just the adrenaline fired him adrenaline. up. Yeah, yeah, just got him right back up. And uh, and then he's like, wait a minute, maybe I need a second. And then uh, I was like, oh, my God, are you okay? And he's kind of waving his hand, and then some people came out to help him. But uh, luckily, he was he seemed okay, just definitely shooken up. And, man, that's a fast course for, for anything, but I – I imagine it's a fast course and scary on on a bike. Oh God! You know what? Even on the street, a bike is scary these days. But yeah, I, I uh, I'll never forget that it was uh, car or bike doesn't matter. Uh, that back straightaway is uh, nothing to nothing to mess around with, and um, it's just safety first, man. That's all I can say. Actually, I'm curious. Have you done any track days on a motorcycle? I know you have a few bikes, and I know you like no. to cruise around, but never a track day on a bike. No, I'm I'm crazy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> There's um, a limit to Goldberg. Yeah. There's a limit. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, Long Beach Grand Prix was great. We got to um, to go around and uh, and meet up with some of. Uh, with some of the drivers that we've been friends with for years, and um, I'm a big fan of, of Simon Pagano, such a nice guy. We also saw Graham mm-hmm. Ray Hall and a bunch of other guys. They were all great. Um, but, uh, you know, Simon is always just so accommodating, and he's so French. <laughs> and, uh, um, and I know every time I mention his name, somebody sends me a photo or, like, a meme of him and the French dude from Talladega Nights because they look exactly the same. They're both French. Oh, uh, and they're both great drivers, at least in the movie. Um, and uh, he, we, I went over. I talked to him, and he came over. He gives you a big hug. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. And uh, and then he qualifies third, which is fantastic. Super happy about that. Um, and then I think during the race he got he got bumped a little. I think he got bumped by Graham Ray Hall and uh, and uh, had some issues after that. But um, but exciting event for sure. Uh, like I said, the weather couldn't have been any better. We had a bunch of friends show up. And then I like at Long Beach Grand Prix, you can kind of walk around that indoor like aquarium area deal and see the vendors and all these sports cars like the Audis and and and, mm-hmm. and guys that are running there. All, their whole like pit area is inside. So you can kind of walk around and see those cars and, and see those guys sort of in real time prep their cars and get ready for the race. So it uh, it couldn't have been better. They last year they broke a record of 183,000 people in attendance and this year they did it again with 185,000 people in attendance. So kudos to everybody who puts on that event, uh Jim McCallion and and everybody else over there. Um oh, and then uh, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but you know the last I guess the last couple of years they've been running those trophy trucks on the street. So they take the they take the road course, they put a jump in the middle of it. And uh, uh, and they get a bunch of those trucks out there. They're so much fun to watch. You know, I, I can imagine, and, and I 
I get the marketing aspect. You know, you segue away from the old actors and actresses that jump in the cars and that have 150 horsepower and go around the track, or you put these trophy trucks out to bring in a bunch of people. And, um, uh, obviously, it's doing its job. Those things are awesome to watch. I love them when they come down here to San Diego and we do the Monster Energy deal. And, um, man, <laughs> those guys are crazy. Yeah, it's it's. I'm telling you, they ran it like end of day on Saturday, and the crowd was going nuts because even I, I don't know if they're running for points or exhibition or what the deal was, but you know they were bumping into each other, and it almost looked like a rally cross event, but in trucks on the street. And uh, uh, one guy flipped over; he was okay, but he kind of rolled like he kind of got sideways up on a jump and just couldn't land straight, and and kind of rolled it over and. Um, and then it's just every time, like if you're sitting at one of the hairpins or one of the tight turns, those things come flying around that turn, and there's so much body lean going on, you just think they're going to flip every time. They're, and that big knobby off-road tires are just trying to get traction, and it's making that deep kind of squeal sound, and uh, it's, it's, fun to, it's fun to see in person for sure. It's kind of a nice segue into my uh, second appearance at Goodwood in July. Um, you talk about the difference in senses in watching these trophy trucks going around. Yeah. Um, that's what you get when you go to Goodwood and you're sitting in a you know, Skinner's Craftsman truck going up the hill. Um, it's you're, you're around, you know, Arguably, some of the, arguably the most valuable race cars in the history of the world that are actually going up this course. Yet, when you start that Craftsman truck up, it's a whole different ball game, and it's it's like it evokes the child in you, um, and it just makes you giggle. And I can imagine that's how the fans were at the Long Beach Grand Prix watching those trophy trucks going around. Yeah, you know, and and speaking of Goodwood, you're going to go back this year, right? Are you going to run that truck again? As our buddy Steve Austin says, hell yeah, hell yeah. It's funny because we're uh, we're just starting to talk about that now. Uh, uh, Adam and I are having a few conversations and talking too. So I think, by the way, I think uh, uh, Lord March has been promoted. Now he's the Duke of Richmond. So, oh my god. Uh, so I don't know what that means, but I'm pretty sure. He's Duke of Richmond now, uh, so I guess congratulations. Like, I don't know what you got to do. Like, how do you get promoted? Is it something you – like, unfortunately, does somebody have to pass away, or do you just buy your way in? Like, whatever it is, good for him. Uh, and they're talking about um, uh, having uh, having us come out there as well and possibly bringing the Porsche 935 and have run had Adam run – the Newman car up the hill climb. I'm sure we'll get into that more on the show with Adam, but that's a little teaser for you right there. We may bring that Porsche over the pond and run it up the hill climb. You better hurry up. <laughs> that's all I got to say. I, I don't know when the trucks are being loaded on the shift, but you know, it's not it's not like sending it down the street to Fullerton. Yeah, that's um, a good question. And then how quickly do we get it back? Because there's Rensport. Exactly. Well, Rensport's September, but uh, yeah, maybe there's a plane. <laughs> maybe there's like a plane that can do it. And I don't yeah, know how you insure this thing, but uh, that's kind of the idea. We're very excited about the possibility of going back. Um, 
And I might hang around for a few days this time and visit other things. Uh, Coolest experience in my automotive life. It, it know, really no, is no the best event, right? It really is the best yeah. event. It's um, hard to describe. You can look at all the social media stuff. You, uh, you know, you talk to Adam. You know, talk to people who've been there. But it's just one of those things. You can't really eloquate the coolness until you're walking through the pits and you see a you know fifty million dollar Ferrari that's going up the course, and you know now, and I'm stepping in a eight hundred horsepower Craftsman truck, you know Toyota Tundra that's lower <laughs> lowered a bit and got a big gnarly NASCAR motor in it. And, uh, What's the visibility out of it? Can you see? Yes. Fortunately, you know, um, unlike 9 out of 10 of the race cars that I get in, it's a truck. So you literally, me being torso man, uh, I've got a lot of room to wiggle around in there, which is it's a positive and a negative. The only time I like dealing with my claustrophobia is when I'm strapped into a race car. Because tightness and claustrophobia means safety. Um, in other situations, it means the complete opposite. But so it's a it's kind of a conundrum getting in that truck and going, man, this is great because I got a lot of room. But I got a lot of room, and if I roll this thing, it's you know, it's going to be interesting. So eh, put caution to the wind and just go up there and go balls out. You know me. We we went out there and we we saw that hill climb course and that crazy like flint wall. It's like a like a wall of <laughs> knives, if you will, and. They're like you can't even really walk past it without scraping your arm if if you get close enough. So I, I it's I, magnetic. It's, it's magnetic. weird, right? It's like creepy and 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 it, it's scarier than dog doo doo. I go up there with my butt clenched together because you because that's a spot where you have to pick speed up and you have to you have to go have a smooth line through there. But if you're a little off on the inside, <laughs> then you're dead. You know, you're going to hit that wall, and God knows where you're going to end up. But, you know, you kind of put caution to the wind and watch Skinner go, because I think he's got one eye closed when he's up there. <laughs> um, you know, he's going sideways in that little chicane. And it, it, I'm telling you from experience, he's absolutely certifiably nuts. He is. He's a bit of a showman. He's a fantastic driver, but a showman as well. And that's kind of what uh the Goodwood Festival of Speed is about. There's a there's a, the occasional F one car donut and uh and the drifting guys and there's always like a Jaguar on two wheels doing a thing. And so there there's two Goodwood events to be clear. There's the Festival of Speed, which is the hill climb, which which encompasses a number of cars of all years. And then there's the revival, which is all older cars and that's the pure uh uh uh, vintage race on the road course. It's not the hill climb. It's the road race, uh, and I think it's like I forgot the years, but it's pre sixty something, pre just like sixty four and earlier. Um, but the Ferraris and, and Aston Martins and everything you see out there are, and Maseratis, they're they're fantastic. You know how cool it is to watch a group of late six, you know, early sixties Ferraris in a pack going up that. That course, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, when it's I went, something you're never going to see again. When I went to the to the revival for the road course, we were sitting in a in a in a like a we had a little area set aside. We were filming stuff, and we so we're, for the documentary, and we had uh, like these lawn chairs on the grass, like right in front of the race, and mm-hmm. we saw a race that was all Ferraris. There wasn't anything out there worth less than seven million dollars in the entire in the entire run group. 
<laughs> and they run the hell out of these cars. Oh yeah, I got you know? photos of like like of a uh, LM like 250 with a rear quarter smashed. A uh, guy out there, an original um, uh, uh, Cobra Shelby Cobra, and the whole front of his car was taped up because uh, oh. they, they traded paint. It's funny because he taped it up, and then he you know. He had the stripe on the front, so he taped used different color tape to fake the stripe, and <laughs> uh, uh, which is uh, great. So um, I want to hear about your. Uh, I want to hear what's going on with um, with your project Jackhammer, and I'm going to tell you about some of the cars that I drove. But before we do that, I'm going to tell you about the Dodge Spring Sales Event. Hurry to the Dodge Spring Sales Event today and become the newest member of the Brotherhood of Muscle. They've got the Dodge Charger. You can own the road and the pump with up to 300 horsepower and 30 miles per gallon with that Charger. They have the Dodge Challenger. This is the most affordable V8 in its class. Not necessarily the pumped-up version you got, buddy, but this is you can get into a, you can get into a Challenger with uh, with a V8 at a great price. Their Dodge Journey. This is the most powerful three-row all-wheel drive vehicle in its class. Got to move the parts around, move the people, move the family. Dodge Journey, the uh, Dodge Durango, which is the most powerful SUV with all-wheel drive availability in its class. So your initiation to the Brotherhood of Muscle starts at your local Dodge dealership. You know, it's too bad you're not on video because I could have done that whole stand-up as I'm sitting at Jack Powell's Dodge Chrysler. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know it would have been it would have been in real time. You know, hey, it would have been part of my. Uh, I, I should have just I, don't know. I should have just texted you this and you could have read it there. <laughs> By the way, no lie is we're in the studio and Goldberg's in the Dodge dealership getting work done on one of his on one of his cars. Uh, that's that's why that's, not? Isn't that the coolest place to be? If I'm not working. <laughs> Well, I am working. Well, you're and working. I'm at the dealership. Hey, check it out. So I'm working so I can pay for all the stuff that, that these guys charge me for. I, I, I saw some of the uh, photos on your Instagram of of the uh, of the jackhammer. I know things are. Well, then you know why. Then you know why I'm here because of the burnout in the charger. Oh, that's right. So you were filming <laughs> for the show, right? You're doing the burnout in the charger. Yeah, and I just looked down afterwards. And I saw that uh, I had gone past the time to change the oil, so that's why I'm at the dealership. Dodge is <laughs> fine. There's no big deal with it. I just you got to get tires. <laughs> no, no. Thankfully, Nitto gives me my tires. But here, here's the deal. I need to. I, I've 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 sent feelers out to a couple of my friends, but I want the the listeners to throw in their two cents on this subject. If you watch the video that I did in the charger on Instagram, you will probably assume that there's at least two to three inches of rubber sitting on, in the rear wheel wells and on the, like the rear diffuser of my charger. Yeah. So I want to know who has the best product, who has the best idea and who has had to do deal with this before. So I want the listeners to, to, to throw out their, their ideas at us how to get this off, what products they use. And oh, off the car. I've got, I've got one oh, off the car, absolutely. Because if I roll my hand on, on, you know, on the, the rear quarter panel uh, up underneath, I can get, uh, I don't know, two or three inches of rubber that come off in my hand. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. 
We we use a product at the racetrack. I forgot what it is, so people should chime in on it. But um, but yeah, we have a we have a, a certain kind of wipe down spray or something that we use. I think the trick, Bill, is you got to spray on or, or get a good coat of wax first, Before. then burn out. Exactly. Then it I then know. it comes off easier. The tough yeah, part is is like if you've See, got the, the full wrap. It's like, you're the smart guy in this relationship, and I'm the mean guy, right? <laughs> okay, so I just needed to talk to you beforehand. But uh, we called, I called Pedregon's guys, Caleb Cox, and, uh, you know, their their advice was soaking it in lemon pledge. So, like I said, I just want to hear ideas from people out there. Who, who's got the best, best idea to get this stuff off? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the lemon pledge because that's what um, some of the vinyl wrap guys are telling me as well. Like, just wipe your car down with pledge if it's wrapped, and that wrap will last longer. I guess it's just a way of oiling it and doing a little bit of UV protection. I, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's some products dedicated to wraps. But, um, yeah, so here's some questions for you guys. Uh, how do you remove uh, burnout rubber residue from Goldberg's car? Um, Aside from volunteering to go to his house and remove it yourself, what product do you use? And uh, and what are you using on wraps, on your wrapped cars or, or, or graphics or stripes to keep those things lasting long time? So those are two questions. Hit us up on all of our social media uh, and let us know what you're using. Um, where are we with uh, Jack Hammer? Oh, man, well, I saw our buddy Richard yesterday. I uh, went down there to pick up the plates so I could get the jackhammer um, plates from the, our illustrious California DMV. And he showed me the underside of this wonderful car where they have completed the exhaust system, the one-off headers, the MagnaFlow uh, constructed for this thing, and, and the collectors and, you know, the stuff that they can do with that 3D printing machine is absolutely unreal. The tips... The exhaust tips, the custom one-off tips that they made with the jackhammer emblem at the bottom. Um, I'm really excited, man. And, and uh, Corey, the guys over at HRE, sent me uh, the the first shot of the wheels that were completed a couple days ago, and along with the Nitto tires that we'll be putting on next week, um, I'll have some new new skins on that puppy, and it'll be breathing a little bit better and. Uh, God, Speed Logics just jump on board. And, um, they would jump on board with the project after I paid for the twelve hundred dollar roll bar uh, for the first demon. But uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, hey, at the end of the day, um, I may be the only one crazy enough to road race this demon. But damn it, I'm doing it. So um, you know, I think Bill Steam's up next uh, with the shocks, and then uh, Speed Logics going to help us with some uh, adjustable arms and. You know, I don't. I don't know if I'm lowering it down, but um, you know, we've uh, we've got some things going. I think what you've uh, kind I just of want to drive the car. What you've kind of found out in the process, as cool as uh, as the demon is, the demon isn't exactly a Hellcat. There are some significant differences, and I know everybody realizes the demon is. It's being marketed as a drag race vehicle, but when you get into it, the brakes are different, the shock valves are different, the, you know some of the suspension components are different. Like it's it's dialed in chassis wise, suspension wise, it's all dialed in differently than a normal Hellcat. So to take a Demon and turn it in to a, a, a corner carver, uh, it's more than just changing the wheels and tires. Oh God, yes. You know, and uh, here's another thing. Everybody's. Uh... <clears throat> 
all poo-poo and, you know, the 146-mile-an-hour mile top speed of the Demon. Well, hopefully these people realize that that's the speed rating of the tires. Um, when you put drag radials all the way around the thing, that obviously limits your ability to, <laughs> to go fast. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> what people also don't understand is that, you know, since it is was set up to be a drag car, they wanted the front end as light as possible. It's got four piston, you know, Brembo's on the front as opposed to six because they saved weight. Right. Obviously, you know, you lose some braking, but uh, I'm going back to those. So Brembo's got a, a set of six pistons that are going to go on the front of Project Jackhammer. And then, like I say, Bill Steen's got some one-off road racing uh, shocks, direct replacements. Um, and, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's definitely set up to go straight. It definitely has its issues in, 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 you know, transforming it, but it's not something that, that's impossible by any stretch of the imagination. And we're just, uh, we're fake, we're R and D and on along the way. It's great. And I know you've got, because you've got a bunch of these, you're, you're interested in maybe selling a Hellcat. Yeah, you know, I mean, the problem is I I, 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 I don't have any room. I have no room <laughs> left. That's why I'm at the dealership because I got to store a car here or two or ten. Um, it, it's it's like uh, you know, hey, I'm no, I'm, nobody's going to be crying because Goldberg doesn't have room in his garage, but it is an issue. Um, I got a, a two sixteen Hellcat Challenger, you know, three thousand miles on it, but uh, it's basically brand new and got stickers and everything on it that uh, it came with and it's fully matte wrapped and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I need to get rid of it. So I need, so I can, I can bring project jackhammer home and put a roof over its head. Yeah. So this is what you do. Go to, go to Goldberg's Instagram account uh, or it's, it's there and it might be up at Goldberg's garage as well. That Instagram account, you'll find the car up there and, uh, and maybe there's some contact information or something or send a message or whatever. But uh, if you guys go there, check out the car, if you're interested, uh, maybe something can happen. Maybe you guys can buy Goldberg's Hellcat. Hey, Hellcats are a dime a dozen, but not Goldberg's Hellcat. There you so, go, right? There you go. I'm going to go ahead and say that there's probably going to be something special included. I have no idea what that is. I'm just putting you oh, on the absolutely. spot. There's, oh, no, dude. I, believe me, I put it out there already. Uh, I'll teach them how to square dance. I mean, I'll do uh, birthday <laughs> parties. I don't, I, don't, I don't really know exactly what I'm going to choose that day, but, yeah, it'll be something special. It'll come with a chair shot in the head. There's no doubt about that. And I'll give them the chair. So, I mean, it's a, it's a two for one. Yeah, great. Hey, welcome. And so you, and you get a car set, and a concussion. Exactly. And, and, and you're so good. You set up these segues. Um, you asked me about um, getting rid of a car, and, and I told you because of space. Well, fortunately, tomorrow morning, um, Marcus from uh, uh, Angel Restorations will be at my doorstep picking up the lawman. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. We're going to have to have him as soon as we get back into the studio and we're together. We're gonna we're gonna have him call in. We want to talk to some of the guys working on your cars uh, as well, and uh, so that'll be kind of interesting because um, I know that's going to be a, a, a big deal, uh, a fun deal. Get you back in that lawman with some with you know with that car kind of dialed in and and ready to go. Big power yeah, it really horse. needs it. It really needs to be. It's uh, one of those that he and I had the conversation, and you and I have talked about it. But it's 
it's it's the right time. Uh, I don't want to wait any longer because if there's one guy that I can get it in front of uh, that saw it back in the day over in Vietnam and that it evokes a, a positive feeling and a good memory to him, then and it's worth doing it just for that one guy. So yeah, um, we have a duty and a responsibility to get this car out there to as many people um, that can see it as humanly possible, and that's what uh, Marcus and I are trying to do. Did I also read something recently about Booker T? What are you doing? Okay, so here's the backstory. Backstory is I go to the, the WWE Hall of Fame induction, and I'm backstage, and I'm pacing around because I'm like a, a bull in a china shop. And a football player that's that's uh, uh, has to stay on the sidelines because he can't go in the game, you know. So right. I, I'm I'm pretty antsy as it is, and all of a sudden I see Booker T coming by on a Segway, one of those little Segways <laughs> yeah. that these kids have, right? And so I'm looking at him, you know, out of the corner of my eye, and I I can't believe what I see. And so Booker says, you know, what you got a problem with the Goldberg? And I'm like, listen, dude, here's my problem with it. My problem is that we're supposed to be role models, and what you're doing right there is you're being lazy and you're setting a bad example for kids. <laughs> yeah, okay. So for some strange and stupid reason, he figures out he 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 assumes that I'm I'm questioning his cardio and his ability to be in shape. Well, one thing I would never question throughout the history of time in the wrestling business is Booker T's ability to be in shape. Yeah. And so so Booker is one of these guys who lives the character all the time. I'm not. I'm a meathead, okay? It's either in the ring or it's in my it's in my gym. So there's no real gray area. So he comes out and he challenges me on social media to a pull-up contest because he thinks that, you know, I was questioning his his shape as opposed to, you know, his leadership yeah. quality. Yeah. And so he picks a pull-up contest, and, you know, let's be honest, man. That's like a wide receiver asking a defensive lineman to, to you know, run the 40 against him. Um, I got two blown-out shoulders, and I weigh 275 pounds. So um, it's, it's a apropos that these wrestlers throw these challenges out to where they know they think through them you know, from the beginning to the end, and they, they try to throw a safe challenge out. Well, my my response was, okay, Booker, forget about the pull-ups. Just put some gloves on and meet me at my gym. I haven't heard anything from it. Oh, Not man. a thing. Like zero. So it's amazing that these people come out there and try to label you and try to put you, paint you in a corner, but when you call them on it, they turn into chickens. <laughs> so I'm just saying, man, you know, Booker, you know, let's go, dude. I got a gym and I got an extra set of gloves. So if you got uh, any cojones, then you'll meet me in my gym and I'll knock you in the next week. Well, look, to on be to the, on to the next subject. To be <laughs> fair about it, I think I think both challenges, if he says pull up contest, great. You both do it. But then you got to both go in the ring as well. You got to do his his challenge and your challenge. I think that's the I'm only all over. You know what? You are <laughs> such a diplomat. What have you what, how have I been able how have I been able to live for 51 years without you orchestrating everything in my life? Um, that is a brilliant oh, thanks, plan. That is a brilliant plan, and you will be the referee. I, I would love to. It's fantastic. I've never refereed anything in my life, but I'm down for that. Um, all right, listen, I we uh, we're, we're, we got to wrap up because somebody uh, needs the studio now, and we've got a long day. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease this out. 
uh, on the next episode, we're going to talk about it. I drove the Ford GT, the new Ford GT. And, uh, I hate you. And, and I absolutely love it. I love what it represents. It's an amazing car to drive, and I do love that it's a Ford. I'll just say this. It's like I drove the McLaren 720S. Absolutely love that car. Nothing wrong with it. Fast. It was the, it was the number one car on my list. I was like, this is my new favorite car, uh, a McLaren. But you expect that from McLaren. When you drive the Ford GT... You, you're so impressed because of what Ford was able to do. It. It's not a dig on Ford. It's a, it's a, it's a compliment. And, and now that's my, my new favorite car. So we'll talk more about that. Hopefully, I'm going to have even a little bit of video and stuff to go along with that. So um, on the next episode. Did they, did they make a Ford GT for men? That like that are of normal size and they can fit in them. So here's what's interesting: is the seat itself can lean back, but it doesn't slide forward or back, and it doesn't go up and down. But <laughs> the entire pedal box, the pedal box and steering wheel does move. That slides. I'm not worried the- about that. I'm worried about my torso being compactly shoved into this vehicle. You're, look, let's be fair. You're going to be a tight fit. <laughs> You're going to be a tight fit in there. You're going to be snug. Yeah, you're going to be yeah. snug, right? But I wouldn't go so far as to say you wouldn't get in there. I, I think you would. Um, I don't know if we can get you out, but you would definitely get in there. And, <laughs> well, and I think you would love I'm it. as long as I'm in, that's all that matters. And, and you would love it. But here's the thing. It, because the seat doesn't move forward, the pedals come to you, you're always yeah. back uh, against the bulkhead where the engine is. So when you open the door, right – like somebody my height, if my seat's moved all the way forward, when I open the door, I'm sitting halfway through the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. So I can't get out of the car. But if the pedals come to me, then everybody gets in and out of the car at the same location. So that Sounds is like an advantage. Pantera. Yeah. So it is kind of cool because when you get in, you're like, wouldn't it be lighter and better if you move the seat? Yes. But you wouldn't be able to get in and out of it. So I think they sort of solved that issue or at least helped that issue. Um all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, subscribe to the show on on uh, iTunes and on the Podcast One mobile app. Uh, we want to hear from you. So, of course, we want to hear from you on our social media. But go to iTunes. Leave us a nice review, maybe a five-star rating if you like what we're doing. Um, and email us at carcastshow at gmail.com with your questions and uh, what you think of the show. You can follow me at Motorator. I'm on Instagram uh, Facebook and Twitter, all at Motorator. And Goldberg is, uh, I, I have it in front of me, so if you don't, it's, you're at Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter, and then Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage with an S on Instagram. I told you I couldn't live without you. Right? So there you go. Follow us there. And by the way, go to Goldberg's uh, Instagram, Goldberg's Garage, or his Goldberg 95. See that Hellcat that he's selling in the cool graphics package and stuff. And if you guys like that, uh, reach out and you could own it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank you, man. All right, brother. Yes, yes, you could own it. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.